here so that everyone, everyone in this room and everyone in this city and everyone in this nation and everyone in this world would, would get to the simple concept of who Jesus Christ is and would trust, would put their faith and trust in what Christ has done for you by faith. And I want to read a passage to you that kind of explains what's going on when we baptize and why, why we baptize. In Romans chapter 6, if you have your Bibles, open up to Romans chapter 6. Two weeks ago, we opened up the Bible and we looked at um, why, why do we baptize? We looked at what, what baptism is. We asked questions about it. And you know, this weekend is a response to it. 30 people are going to be baptized this weekend due to their obedience to the word of God. You know what? I just want to want to celebrate that. I really do. You're going to hear from four people in this service. And then over the course of the next three, we're going to be baptizing the others. But um, we really celebrate what God is doing in the lives of people. And we want to we want to show that and and uh, just Be joyful about what God is doing in the lives of people. In Romans chapter 6, it says, starting with verse 1, it says, What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? And then Paul says, No, by no means. We died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? And then he explains, he explains, Don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. We were, were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. You know, that's the picture of baptism. Baptism is a declaration of you being paired with Christ. You were paired with Christ on the cross. That means that when Jesus died on the cross, he died for you. That means that when he died and had victory over sin, he paid the price for your sin. When when he died on the cross, that applies to you through faith. You don't have to perform. You don't have to measure up. You don't have to get into these religious rituals or religious traditions You simply have to believe. And that's the message of the gospel. That's the message of Jesus Christ. Is that through Christ, you are saved. You're not saved through your works. You're not saved through through what you give in the offering. You're not saved about being here or being connected to a church. Christianity is not a religion of works. Christianity is a relationship with grace through Jesus Christ. And it, when, when someone's getting baptized, they are declaring that Jesus Christ, they're putting their hope and trust in Jesus Christ. Let me just ask you this. If you stood before God and he asked you, why should I accept you into this family? What would you tell him? Do you know that most people, most people in our world today, if they met God, they would, they would answer him like this. Well, I try to be good and I try to do the right thing. And overall, my good deeds outweigh my bad deeds. So I'm not that bad. 
That's why I should be in. And you know what? The Bible says it's, it's nothing like that. We can't get in because of our good works. Some of you have come here tonight even thinking that. And I just want to correct that. You're not saved by your works. You're saved by grace. You're saved because of what Christ has done on the cross. And when someone is baptized, they are saying, I trust what Christ did on the cross was for me. And I declare that my hope, that my confidence, that my trust is on the work of Christ. It's also an identification And we talked about that. It's not just a declaration, it's an identification. And just like Romans 6 says, that we were buried with him. That we are identified so closely with Christ through faith. That as he died to sin, we too, through him, would die to sin. In other words, our lives, our lives are not to just go on with this little faith card that we said, okay, this is what I believe, but we can go live any way we want to. No, the New Testament pattern was that people repented of their sin. They they recognized their sin and they didn't wallow in it and they didn't just stay in it. They repented and repentance is turning away from sin and turning to God. And people did that. And each one of these people are going to be baptized are saying that I'm turning away from sin and turning to Christ. But you know what? It's also an anticipation. It's an anticipation to, for the resurrection so that when someone comes up out of the water, we rejoice with them that someday their confidence will be in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That their confidence when they die physically or when Christ returns, whichever comes first, they will rise with him through what Christ has done. Folks, biblical Christianity gives such a confidence like that. We should not undersell the word of God. We should not undersell the gospel in our lives. This is great news. And so what we're going to do is you're going to hear the stories of four different people in this service. And they're going to share about, and they're going to make a declaration of their faith in Christ. And then they're going to, we're going to show the identification with them being paired with the death of Christ, where they die to sin. They die. Sin no longer has power over them. And, and, and as they come up, we anticipate that future day when they would rise in Christ. You see that? It's a pronouncement of our faith. And the church is to do this until Jesus returns. So church, we're celebrating what the church has done since Jesus Christ called it to do this. Go and teach the gospel, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Making disciples, church. This is the start of discipleship. You know, at the end of this, I'm going to ask you where your faith is. And I'm going to ask you if you have not put your faith in Christ and you want your story to begin with Christ. I'm going to ask you to put your faith in him. But I want you to hear the gospel resonate through the lives of these four people. And as we do that, I want just to invite you into a little traditional thing. And that is when they come up out of the water, we want you to rise out of your seat 
and applaud the work of God in their lives. This is not a, an applause session for that person. This is an applause se- session for the work of God in that person. Folks, if you're on K-State, you did that a lot. If you're in KU, you know what it's like to say in your seats this week, right? I'm sorry about that. But folks, we can get excited about a lot of things in this world and applaud those things. There is nothing better for us to applaud. This is a holy applause as we do that. So I want to invite you to do that as we celebrate the gospel in the lives of these people. Well, it's my privilege to, uh, to baptize three individuals this evening. And um, uh, we're going to go ahead and get started with Sally Ediger. So if the Edigers would make their way up here. This is Sally. Christ has always been with me growing up. Um, I was baptized as a baby and confirmed while growing up in Seneca. But while I was in college, I consciously asked Jesus into my life. And it was a special day with me and my husband. This summer, I was so inspired by my son, was baptized at Young Life Camp. I also want to be a great example for my kids. Mm -hmm. I know that Jesus has died for our sins, and I feel in my heart that this is the right time for me to be baptized. Sally, I wanted to share this passage with you. It comes out of the book of Philippians in chapter 3. The Apostle Paul was writing about the same hope that you now have. And he says, not that I've already obtained all of these things or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind, straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward. In Christ Jesus. And I know it's your desire to press on as a woman who is faithful to God, to Him, to your husband, and to your sons. And it's an honor to baptize you. So Sally, because you believe that Jesus is the Son of God who died on the cross and rose from the dead, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You are once dead in your sin. Could have been made alive to God through Jesus Christ. <laughs> Michael Hummer. Michael, would you come up? Amen. I'm just as nervous as Sally, I promise. That's why I typed it so I could go like this. Uh, well, I'd have to say that I've always been, but I've always believed in something or someone that created me. I grew up in a household that was that way. <clears throat> I was always told that there was a God. I was just never really formally introduced. And therefore, I never really knew he had a son. When, when I was young, anyways. Praying, which, is, which in, uh, consisted of the all-famous God is good, God is great before lunch at daycare 
and then now I lay me down to sleep that seemed to last from age four till four and a half. I guess that those prayers and the early belief in God sparked something. Because as a young adult, when things were, were a little rough, sorry, or if I was feeling lonely, I always looked to the sky and talked to the person I called the big man. The conversation always started out. Sorry. <laughs> the conversation always started out as, sup, bud? I need some help. I guess everyone starts somewhere. My wife helped me to. Gosh, this is rough. I read this at work just fine. A few times. My wife helped me to connect all the dots. After a rocky first year of marriage, she told me that she felt like something was missing. And that it was more than one little thing. She said that it was God, Jesus, and the church. And that she wanted us to start going. She gave me that imaginary nudge slash shove that I needed to, <laughs> to get me to church. Which brought me to God. Which brought me to realize that I'm not the only sinner in church. That no one sitting in the pews with me were perfect. That everyone needed to be saved. And the individual that saved us by dying for our sins was Jesus Christ. With a few weeks of listening and learning, I quickly realized that I've been a believer my entire life. It, that it's just now that I know the details. Jesus died for me and I love him for it. And now I know that, now I know who that bud that I was talking to really is. Now I have that true friend that will and has done everything for me. Since Christ has truly entered my life, my family has been extremely blessed. My wife and I have a great relationship. We've also been blessed with our two-year-old daughter, Brooklyn, which I find myself asking for his help dealing with her being two more and more. I feel as though I've become closer to my wife's family than I ever was before I met Christ. They've always been there and backed me, but things are just different now. As a matter of fact, I was asked in a small group class, who is your spiritual role model of the person or the person that you look to as someone you'd like to be like when it comes to walking with Christ? And I answered, that was my father-in-law. In his career field, <clears throat> otherwise I wouldn't be here. <laughs> he sees and deals with massive amounts of negative, negativity, sin, and all-out signs that Satan is def definitely at work. <clears throat> Yet he still has the faith and knowledge to do the right thing and continues to walk with the Lord. Ooh, okay. Well, I think that I've shared everything I could think of with you. I'm not a fan of public speaking, as you can tell. So this is a tad tough for me. I know that this was not the most dramatic testimony that I've heard at an FBC baptism, but it's mine. And I hope that someone out there that might have a similar testimony gets something from this. Thank you all for listening. Michael, I know also that uh, you serve our country with the National Guard. And uh, you've got some brothers there, not only in, in arms, but also in Christ. 
And I want to share this verse with you. It's 2 Timothy 2.22. Flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. It's what you're called into to live a different life with those, your wife, family, and your brothers in Christ. Michael Hummer, because you believe that Jesus is the Son of God who died on the cross and rose from the dead for your sin, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You are once dead in your trespass and sin, but are made alive to God through Jesus Christ. Can we break to do China? We can. Right now? Is that okay? Yeah. yeah. I just heard we have China, okay? So we're going to take a a little break from baptisms, and we're going to go to the advancement of the gospel right now, okay? And can we try it again? Are we there? Aaron, can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, man, take it away. Take it away. We can hear you. Can you hear me, Joe? Yes, I can. Can you hear me? Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, greetings from Shangri-La. <laughs> We're here with, uh, with Steve and Patty Sark and their four kids, Josiah, Emily, Jacob, and Sarah. And uh, my wife, Jessica, and I have been here for about a week. And we're just exploring um, opportunities and, uh, and chances for uh, to, to see what's happening here in, in this part of the world. And also to see how um, FBC can partner in that and to look at furthering those relationships. Um, it's a beautiful place, beautiful people. And um, I think the thing that strikes me most is there's great need here um, in every aspect of, of life. And so the, uh, the harvest could be plentiful, but the, the workers are few. And so we are excited to be here. Before I just go further, Steve, I'll tell you better sort of things are going on, so I'll turn it over to him and uh, go from there. Yeah, we uh, appreciate your uh, partnering with us uh, there in Topeka. And uh, we are uh, sitting here in our living room. <laughs> Uh, it's Sunday morning uh, for us, about uh, 6.45 a.m. on Sunday morning. And uh, basically, as we just we had the privilege just now to listen uh, to the baptism service that you were conducting. And, and it's, it's, a, it's a thrill to hear uh, testimonies, especially uh, Michael. Uh, I, I was especially moved uh, by his testimony. Uh, I was reminded that uh, we uh, here really face uh, many of the same issues and same things that you do in America, it's just in a different language and a different culture here. Uh, there are some uh, additional uh, obstacles to people coming uh, to faith and coming into a relationship with Jesus, uh, such as, as uh, Buddhism and uh, animism and, and traditional beliefs like that. But uh, we still find ourselves uh, de- dealing with people who, who really uh, have, have no hope outside of uh, Jesus and are looking uh, for that. Many times they're looking to replace that hope with something else uh, that's temporary and uh, unfulfilling. Uh, but in the end, uh, we, we're trying to find creative ways and effective ways uh, to share Jesus uh, with people here. And uh, we do that through a variety of means, whether it's by uh, uh, teaching uh, English classes uh, to children, to adults, or by, by trying to reach out in, in simple uh, acts of compassion and, and medical uh, 
health uh, opportunities um, or just uh, being uh, friends uh, to people here uh, that we know. Um, and uh, so we, we appreciate the partnership with you and, and it's, a, it's a privilege and, and uh, we feel a heavy, heavy responsibility and weight uh, to, to uh, bear uh, the, uh, the call that uh, God has asked us uh, uh, to do here, but it's it, at the same time it's it's thrilling. Um, uh, we wish that all of you could uh, come and, and see what Jessica and Aaron have been uh, uh, able to see this last week. Um, but uh, by God's grace, uh, he uh, he is the one who gives the increase and, and helps us to uh, to be able to see uh, some fruit uh, here in this place. Um, and uh, we just hope that we can be faithful uh, here, just as you're faithful there. Uh, to do what he asked us to do. That's great, Steve. Um, I'm so glad we got this thing to work. Aaron, I wanted to ask you a question. Give us some of your observations of what you've noticed in just watching the Sarks and in, in just trying to get your mind around that huge country of China. What have been some of your observations so far? Um, I, I think the main thing is just the, the abject poverty, both uh, physically the need for that, but also um, uh, poverty of souls and, and what they don't have, what they're seeking, because that, that's a, a universal um, universal truth that, that does supersede anything else. And so I guess that's my main observation. Amongst the Sarks, it's been interesting. Their life is probably 85% the same as ours. Um, you know, we, Patty made us pizza the other day. We had some other things, but they still face the same obstacles of, of seeking margin in their lives. Uh, um, seeking to, to fellowship with, with others um, and to just spend time um, you know, seeking seeking Him. So there, there's not that much difference. We have the same call, um, the same goal, and uh, that's, that's been my, my, I think, most maybe surprising us with the largest observation. But just the, the fact that there is work to be done, and uh, that's what excites. We're, we're excited to come back and share some of that stuff with, with you guys. Yeah, great. Hey, um, I really just want to honor you, Steve and Patty, just for, for relocating and going to China and uh, advancing the kingdom uh, through your lives. You are a blessing and, a, and an inspiration to us as a church. Aaron and Jessica, thank you for going and representing us. You are traveling 48 hours each way. And uh, we thank the Lord and uh, thank the Lord for you going and representing us there. Steve, I just wanted to ask you, what kind of things can we be praying for you as a congregation? Yeah, thanks. Uh, we would definitely uh, appreciate your continued prayers for, uh, for God's blessing on our, our efforts here in things like uh, the English classes. And then uh, one thing that I think we've learned here is that uh, uh, we, we need to do our best to, to create opportunities and, and uh, uh, possibilities to, to interact with people, but uh, it really is, uh, we've, we've realized it's really our dependence on, on God and to, to see uh, Him move in people's hearts. Uh, if He's not working in someone's uh, heart, then uh, whatever we do is, 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 is going to be very, very uh, worthless. So uh, yeah. just to continue to pray that uh, He would be um, working in people's hearts here, that he would bring people to himself and call them to himself, and that we would be faithful when we uh, find those people, uh, just as, uh, as uh, the Bible says, that he uh, knows his sheep. So when we find That's those right. sheep, uh, he knows them, and he will be faithful to call them to himself, and uh, we will do our, our part uh, uh, in, in, 
partnership with him uh, sure. as well. Hey, that's awesome. Can we pray for you right now? And thanks, thanks for getting up at uh, 5.30 in the morning to make this happen for us. We really appreciate You actually look pretty good for 5.30 in the morning. So <laughs> let, me, let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for Steve and Patty. And we lift them up to you. We trust them with you. We pray that you would bless them and pour your power and your wisdom and your discernment and the gospel through their lives. Thank you so much for the opportunity to partner with them in advancing your kingdom. I pray that you would protect their marriage, protect their families, and, and Lord, just uh, help their love for you and for each other to thrive in this environment. I pray that you would, Lord, prepare a way for them into people's lives, that you would go ahead of them and prepare hearts for the proclamation of the gospel. We trust them with you. We look forward to having them here in the future and, and uh, talking with them and celebrating what you're doing in their lives. For it's in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. God bless you guys and thank you for your time. And you can continue listening to our baptism service, which we're going to continue. David. Well, that's going to be easy to follow up, I'm sure. Um... I would like to ask uh, Ryan Smith to come and his wife, Rochelle. Ryan and Rochelle have been with us 10, 20, maybe two weeks. And uh, uh, I'm excited to hear the things that God is doing in his life and uh, uh, that he'll be sharing them with you as a real treat. Hey. Well, uh, first I'll pray that you hear what you need to hear instead of my words. Um, this is a little more difficult than I had imagined. No. Uh, Though I attended church as a child, I was never clearly presented with the truth of the Bible. I was baptized as a baby, um, learned about God while growing up, but never did I have a clear understanding of his power and authority or the truth about Jesus. In my early teens, I attended a camp where I did receive some truth about Christ and asked for forgiveness in a relationship with him. Unfortunately, not too long after that, I became very hungry for all that the world had to offer. I did things to serve myself. I uh, had little regard for the people around me. When I fought, typically with words, I was always out for blood. I hurt myself too, usually in the, pursuit, in the pursuit of or as the result of getting what I wanted. I always wanted more, more stuff, more money, more fun, more experience. But praise God, he had a plan. I asked Rochelle to marry me, and she said yes. We lived in different cities during our engagement. But once we were married, she moved to Indianapolis and insisted that we find a church home. We settled into a nice, big, non-denominational church with music like I'd never heard before. <clears throat> there was something else. At the end of every service, the pastor would <clears throat> have everyone bow their heads, close their eyes, and invite any who were interested to look up or raise their hand and pray with him. My heart would tighten week after week. I'll be honest, I think I raised my hand about a half dozen times that year as I struggled with leaving behind what I thought I knew and people I loved. I couldn't tell you for sure during that first year when I really believed that I believed that Christ's death was sufficient for my freedom and my salvation. From that first prayer, I would have said that I knew for sure where I'd be when I died. But admittedly, it took some time before I witnessed God's work in my life and marriage that I had the certainty that I have today. Since then, my motives have changed, along with my perspective. I'm now concerned with Christ, concerned with others. I choose love and concern and compassion 
I see obedience as providing peace and protection rather than a limit to my selfish motives. I'm here today before you and my wife and my children in this act of obedience. Praise God. Ephesians 4 says this, As a prisoner for the Lord, then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. It's my hope that your life is marked by a man, as you had said, concerned with compassion and that you lead in your home with humility. Ryan Smith, because you have believed that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, who died on the cross and rose from the dead, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You were once dead in your sin, but have been made alive to God through Jesus Christ. You can take this one. Great. Colton Meyer is going to be baptized now. Colton, come on up. I want to tell you why I wanted to be baptized. When I was six years old, I decided to read through my children's Bible. I I remembered it took me about three or four months, and I finished reading it on my birthday. My parents gave me a little certificate about reading the Bible that I still have. I have seen baptisms in our church, and I've always thought I wanted to be baptized. But just for the heck of it, I didn't know what it meant. Then when I went to the mountain trip, I thought more about the baptism and my relationship with Jesus. Now I know that baptism symbolizes me dying and being resurrected again to start a new life. I also want to be baptized because I love Jesus, and I know getting baptized will give me a personal boost to know God more. And I want to share with my church family this commitment. It isn't always easy, and I've had to have a lot of support from my family, my old trail guide, Morris Friedley, and my small group leaders now. Also, just wanted to share my favorite verse for you. It is for the word of God is living and active. It is sharper than any double-edged sword, for it penetrates even to dividing the soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart, and that is Hebrews 4.12. So this is why I want to be baptized. Thanks, Colton. There's a scripture I wanted to share with you in Jeremiah 29.11. says, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you and plans not to harm you, plans to give you hope in a future. That's a promise that God made to his people who had been exiled in Babylon, that he'd bring them back in a temporal, physical way. Uh, That's a shadow of the greater promise that you're publicly stating you have an identification with, that you have an eternal hope in a future through Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross. (laughs) Colton. Because you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, died on the cross and rose from the dead, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You were once dead in your sins, but have been risen in Christ Jesus. Romans 8, 1 says, Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit of life 
set me free from the law of sin and death. You just heard four stories of how the gospel of Jesus Christ set these people free from the law of sin and death. It's a joyful story of a life of someone who is caught in sin or someone who had not known God or known that God loved them through Jesus Christ. And it's a story that can resonate with you. It's a story we want to tell over and over so that everyone can have the confidence that these four people have in knowing Jesus Christ and living for him. And it's something I want to offer to you right now. If you've come in here tonight and, um, frankly, you've just gone to church, but you haven't known who Christ is, tonight you've heard the story. You've heard the story from me. You've heard it from four other people whose lives intersected with the gospel of Jesus Christ. That it's not in their works. It's in the completed work of Christ. And that completed work of Christ is for you. And so right now, I just want to invite you in your heart. If you would like to trust in Christ and turn away from sin, I'm going to ask you just to, just to say a statement of belief in your, in your heart. It's a statement of, that realizes that you're a sinner. And it's a statement that goes like this. Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. When you died on that cross, you paid the price for me. I believe that you are my only hope. And I trust in your completed work. Come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. I trust in you. And I want to live for you. If that is the condition of your heart, welcome to the family. I'm going to invite you to do something that it was done all the time in the New Testament. And that is after our service. And I'm just putting this out there. After our service, once you believed, I want to put it out there, get baptized. Belief is that expression of your faith. And I'll baptize anyone here who would like to get baptized if today is the first time you put your faith and trust in Christ. You will go home soggy, but we have towels and you can express your faith in that way. So come up. If this is the first time you've made a declaration of your faith, don't wait for another baptism service. Come on up and get baptized and declare your identification with Christ with an anticipation for a future resurrection of the body through Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would work in this room, in the lives of each man and woman here, and I pray that by faith, everyone would have the confidence in their lives of Jesus Christ. Everyone would trust in him. They'd quit trusting in themselves. They'd quit looking to themselves and being alone, being lost, and that they would find you. Heavenly Father, work in each heart. Holy Spirit, have freedom to move, to convict of sin, and restore to Jesus Christ. I pray that anyone who's called on the name of Jesus this evening would come and be baptized. For it's in the name of Jesus I pray. Amen.